0: Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Wednesday. It is June 15th. Today we start with another prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. O God, who has prepared for them that love you such good things as past man's understanding, Pour into our hearts such love towards you, that we, loving you above all things, may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, we are in Jonah chapter 2 today. We will be reading verse 1 through verse 10, which is all of the chapter. Hear the word of the Lord. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me, weeds wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. The book of Jonah is a book that I always like to go back to. And I think maybe you probably feel some of the same things. It's one of those Bible stories that you know it really well, from having a working knowledge of it to having it be a Sunday school classic. Uh, And you come to it, um, and you learn something because you realize that, Oh, there's this detail that I missed because I was so busy kind of glossing over certain things because I, I thought I knew it all already, right? And one thing that I always love to come back to Jonah and see is this prayer of Jonah. This idea of this, this continual descent uh, that is happening, but then God brings up Jonah. That's the idea that we see here. Uh, perfect example, verse 3. For you cast me into the deep into the heart of the sea and the floods surrounding me. There's this, there's a sense that things are coming over Jonah. Um, all the waves, all the billows passed over me. Um, but then in the midst of this, we see in verse four, um, I'm driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. There's a, there's a sense of faith here in the midst of this despair for Jonah, but that's not where Things happen for Jonah, right? The waters again are reminded that they closed in over him to take his life. The deep surrounded him. Weeds were wrapped around his head. There's this idea of, idea again of a continual descent. He is being taken down and to the point where he gets to the roots of the mountains, the, the depth of depths he gets to. It goes down into the land. The bars close over him, uh, close upon him forever. This idea that he is being entrapped, that um, he is being imprisoned, that he is continually going down, down. And then we see in verse 6, the last half here, yet you brought up my life from the pit. Again, Jonah's imagery is he's gone all the way down, but God is bringing him up. This is the prayer of Jonah. He understands who the one who can save him is. Uh, in the midst of this storm, in the midst of where he is at, and, and in the midst of even this large fish consuming him, he knows where his salvation comes from, right? Um, verse 7, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. He understands who he needs to go to, and, and it's easy for us, right? Um in times of desperation, it's much easier to call upon the Lord than when things are going well, right? And Jonah was at a, a major place of desperation here, wasn't he? And then this ver- uh, verse 8 kind of seems out of place to us. Um, he says, I remember, I remembered you. Uh, my prayer comes to you. And then right here, verse 8, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. That kind of seems out of place, but let's stop and think about what that's saying. Uh, those who are worshiping idols... When they get to the point where they're going down, down, down into the pit, um, if they call out to the idols, uh, there is no hope of steadfast love in them because they are not crying out to the one that Jonah is crying out to. They're not putting their faith in the one who can actually rescue them. And so then Jonah contrasts this group of people who would call out to idols, call out to those gods who do not have a voice, those gods who do not have ears, uh, And and he says, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. You know, I am going to hold on to you, O God. You are going to be my hope. What I have vowed, I will pay. And then here we have this amazing statement. Salvation belongs to the Lord. doesn't belong to the vain idols. It doesn't belong to anyone else. Nobody can save Jonah from the pit, from death, from the, the depths of despair, from the weeds that wrapped around his head, from this fish. Uh, no one, no one can save him but God. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Period. Jonah understands this. And we're gonna see that yes, he is saved from this circumstance, but yet he isn't necessarily, uh, he isn't necessarily going to be doing exactly what God wants him to do. He's gonna begrudgingly go to Nineveh. Uh, he is still gonna be acting in some ways in rebellion against God. He's gonna do what he was told. But he doesn't really uh trust in what he's being told to do. He doesn't like the idea that these Gentiles are those ones who regard vain idols that God is sending his message to them. But still, we see here in this prayer that Jonah does get it. He does understand where his salvation comes from. And then we see in verse 10, it's kind of a kind of a cool thing to look at when you think about it. It's gross. Uh, but Jonah says, salvation belongs to the Lord. I acknowledge that salvation comes from you, O God. And then we see that that's the case. And then the Lord spoke to the fish. Uh, God caused the fish to consume him. God now causes it to vomit him up on dry land. Again, disgusting. But it is the Lord who does this. This is not because of Jonah's doing. Jonah understands salvation is from God. And God provided salvation for Jonah. And so, as we think about this, that the important thing for us to always remember is as we look at this prayer, is we need to remember that ultimately, apart from Christ, uh, we're going down. We're going down. Uh, We have no hope. Uh, The weeds are wrapped around our heads. Um, We go to the pit. The the bars close in over us. But when we understand that when we are in Christ, when he brings us uh, the gift of faith through the Spirit, we know that salvation belongs to the Lord. It's not because of anything that you and I do. We are not going to rescue ourselves. Well, whether that's from sin, death, and hell, or from from a fish, we do not rescue ourselves. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And that is an important thing that we need to remember every day. That not only gives us hope, because we know we can't save ourselves. We're never going to be good enough to merit salvation before a holy God on our own. And so we need salvation from the Lord. But it also reminds us that we need to be proclaiming God's word. We need to be proclaiming the gospel that others might hear. Because salvation belongs to the Lord. They will not save themselves. They need to hear the gospel that God might work in them through his spirit and bring them to faith. So may we be faithful to this message that salvation belongs to the Lord. Let's close up with prayer. Train God. We call out to you, for we know that you answer us and you hear our voice. For in Christ you have brought us to life and brought up our life from the pit. We lift our prayers to you and we humbly ask that you would bless us today with humility and faith to live in holiness before you, that we might be living sacrifices that testify to the truth that salvation belongs to the Lord. On this Wednesday, we lift up the missionaries that our congregation supports. We ask that you would bless them and keep them and that you would embolden them to faithfully proclaim your gospel. Today we especially remember the work of Hope Harbor and Marshall. We ask that you would bless the work of their hands, and we pray that you would strengthen them in their labor for your kingdom. We are grateful that we've been washed, that we've been sanctified, and that we have been justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Grant that we would walk in newness of life, that we would flee sin, and that we would desire to be holy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, we are through Jonah chapter 2. We will move on to Jonah 3, obviously, on Friday. We will see you then. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.